and good morning. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Wait, Ryan. Wait, what? What was that? That beautiful music? <gasps> oh, did you hear it before too? I thought that was just me. Oh my God. I'm so glad. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> but let's, let's talk about it for a second. Where did we get it from, Ivana? We got it from two Greensboro locals based artists. People, <laughs> two musicians <laughs> based out of Greensboro. Um, the lyrics are written by Francis and it was produced, mixed, and mastered by Patricia Hurst. Ryan and I put out a call on our instant grams and we said, Who want to do a theme song? And Francis and Patricia hit us up. And I'm so grateful that they did. I, I, I'm in my head. All I'm doing is the I cannot sing, but oh like God, that, it's such um, a bop. So, yes, it's so, uh, it's so beautiful. Um, thank you guys so much for um, collaborating with it, collaborating with us, and um, wanting to um, do this for the podcast and being able to put something together that's so exciting and intriguing and mystical um, to get us in and out of our uh, dreams here. I'm so excited. Like I'm so grateful that first of all, they really understood the assignment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like they when we had a conversation with them, they were like, what are you looking for? And I basically said, I basically said gravity falls, but grown-ups and sleepy time. Ryan, do you remember how you described what you wanted? Um, no, because I was just like, because again, so I don't have a ton of creative music experience. I have music experience, but not, I mean, I was in a band, but you know, but I've not created my own. So I said, mm-hmm. I think I was just like sort of ethereal, right? The whole, the goal is, um, we are talking about dreams. So we don't, we don't want anything like harsh or too constricting because this is right. like, this is all next level, right? Right, right, yeah. This is literally perfect. I'm so grateful. This is one of the surprises that we talked about in our 40-minute long trailer. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, now now we're back. We're officially back. And Season just, two, baby. It's <laughs> just us and you, and it feels so good to be back. It does not feel great to be up as early as we are right now, but... <laughs> But here we are, you know, we do gotta, this for everybody. Know. So we got to get it done. <laughs> I really, and I know I've said this before, but I do, even though it is early for me to still, it's nice to, I don't know, work, like work on something at the start of the day or mm-hmm. um, not just on something though. Like this in particular is super fun to start your day with. I mm-hmm. think that we get our brains going a little bit. We try to collaborate early and, you know, it's been shown that if you're productive first thing in the morning, then the rest of your day is more productive than it normally would be. Right. So I get more stuff done at work. Yeah. Cause like I we mean, record and we know, I normally have like an hour or two before, like, you know, I really start my day at work. And then I frequently will have meetings in the morning, but I feel like, so I've completed these five documents. And if you'll check your emails, you'll see that I have also contacted these people. And then you could check the budget. And I just like feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I, like on one hand, I feel like, like what's the word energized. And on the other hand, I feel it's like a, it's like a double-edged sword. It's like a beautiful mm-hmm. kind of, 
energy. And then it's also like frantic because I'm like, well, one of these is paying me a salary. So I need right. to be correct. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and, you know, it's just, it's just a trade-off in a way that like, it's not negative at all, but getting up early, I I've been really like just indulging and not actually getting up out of bed. Like, immediately um I wish I had gotten out of bed just a little bit earlier because I who knows how long I'm gonna sound like this and it's not it's not my favorite (laughs) so I mean but it is what it is I'm happy to be here um I'm really happy that we have this theme song it really feels like we're coming up in the world we're moving on to something and so like speaking of uh, the as we've been working on this, um, some our timing has sort of been fun, funny in some parts. Um, and as I say that, I'm reminded that next week when this is released, um, Thursday, June 10th, our first official episode drop back um, it is a new moon that day. We did not plan that at all. No. Um, Yavana pointed out that our release day happens on um, a new moon. A new moon and a solar eclipse. I was going to say, not just that. So it's a new moon in Gemini <laughs> and it's a solar eclipse that day. So I think that the, first of all, we don't talk about astrology on this podcast because it's not what we are, because mm-hmm. we would have to get up even earlier to make astrology make sense. I would love if like in the wildest dreams, like future, we could have an astrologer <laughs> and it's like everybody gives like the date of their dreams and it's like, well, you dreamt that because Saturn is going backwards. Um, but yeah, we, when we planned to come back on the 10th, it was more so we planned coming back in enough time that we could not work at all in May mm-hmm. and that we could contract some musicians to do our theme song and come back before getting too far into the month of June. So the 10th was really just arbitrary. And I didn't even, as somebody who follows the moons, I just, I know they're coming. Sometimes the dates are lost on me. So when I realized, when I put two and two together, I was like, oh, Gemini, the new moon in Gemini is such a beautiful new moon to be connecting with people. So it's really, really nice that um, we're doing this. It's also one of the moons that like, You've already done all, about half of the year. I think this is like the exact halfway. It's June's, you know, month six. It's like the exact halfway mark of the year. And you that. like are realizing like what doesn't work and what does work. And you have like used the rejuvenation of spring to decide who you want to be for the summer. So it's really exciting that this is, that first of all, we launched this in the spring. Second of all, you know, it's just, it's really beautiful. I'm really enjoying the way that everything is lining up. I can't believe it's June already. We're six months into the year and we only have six more months of the year. Right. So I've got to get Right. You. And it's we have two seasons of a podcast. <laughs> that, that's the thing that really drives me. Like, I'm like, I'm feeling real fulfilled. Okay. It, it, it <laughs> really, like, especially looking at what, like, just how much fun we're having now, what we're doing with it now, what the plans we have for the podcast are now. Um, and really, again, just at the beginning of the year, I had a dream and then was like, I want to be creative this year. Like looking back at those two points and seeing where we are now at our six month point, um, I I don't want to rush the year, but I can't wait to see where we are January no, 2022. I know. I know. I like, I'm very... I've been reading Abraham Hicks 
And there's like a point in which Abraham says something along the lines of this is very much a summation. And I have said this to like four people at this point. The first time I said it, it just flowed from me. And now every time that I try to say it, I'm like, and then when you, um, and then, <laughs> but basically you have to make like a decision that your life is going to change. And in January, we made a decision and it just feels really nice to know that like that decision was not an impulse. That decision was not us just being like, I'm good. That decision came from a deeper desire to effectively collaborate with someone on a creative project. And it just feels so, it feels so great. Um, it's just, I'm so happy that we're here at season two because also I, when we were like planning season one, we tried not to think too far ahead. And we understood that like, you know, season one was the trial really. So like if season one didn't feel good or like if it became like increasingly, dif- excuse me, increasingly difficult or like it just was not given what it was supposed to have gave, then you know that would efficiently and effectively be (laughs) of Wildish podcast but the stars have aligned and we know that because unintentionally we're coming back on this beautiful moon that like really solidifies how people want to be treated and we want to be treated with respect for our craft that we are it's not a craft that we're creating but like we are combining these things in a way that we haven't seen anybody do it yet. And it's just like very cool (laughs) that you all are so excited about this and like supportive and helpful. And it's just, it's beautiful. We love you, we love this. And yeah, welcome to season two. We we say it every time, but we really couldn't do this without you guys. Um, We are extremely thankful um, for the support that we've gotten um, for the dreams that are being submitted. Um, we have the, in total, just under a thousand streams um, for season one. Uh, so that is really exciting. I mean, I mean, again, that, so that can't happen without you guys, you know, like we, right. we're not going to stream it a thousand times, <laughs> maybe a couple times, but not a thousand. So, I mean, I do go back and listen to episodes in preparation for other episodes sometimes, you know, it's good quality <laughs> control to just go back yeah. and listen to us too. Sometimes to be like, Oh, we should, that's something we should work on. Um, oh, also speaking of quality control, you may notice that this season sounds a million times better than last season because we switched to zoom because skype was acting up and brought skype to you in was, part by zoom now <laughs> i mean <laughs> zoom sponsor us um but really um skype was just like there were blackouts in our audio that were like impossible to recover there were like so many episodes other than just um the poolside pondering episode where we had to do some finagling um and the poolside pondering episode was just that was like the last straw like that was we lost like almost like 10 minutes 12 minutes of audio it was a lot and that hurt that hurt so much even in just the it wasn't um as user-friendly as zoom is zoom um has some options when it i mean this is a little specific for you all but zoom has a little a couple options when it comes to downloading the audio and um video too so um yeah hopefully it sounds a little bit more crisp Hopefully Zoom will take care of us here. And uh, we have, again, we have the theme song now. So we're, we're season one, good test run. Um, I'm (laughs) glad we have it out. 
I'm excited for you guys to hear season two. Yeah. I can't wait. To I mean, they're hearing season. it now. This is in here our we trailer. are because here we back are. <laughs> <laughs> this is in our trailer. We can't. We're, I feel like we've been talking about how excited we are, even though we the point in the trailer was to have already have done this. But that's just how excited that we are. Is that we, we, just we want, know us. <laughs> we just want to bask in this and like show like this is just a moment of gratitude um, for y'all for this process for the people that we are able to collaborate with, for the people that we will collaborate with, for everyone who has a dream and thinks of us, for everyone who shares this with their their family, their friends, everyone who shares this with their favorite fucking influencers, for everyone who cites us when it's relevant. I saw this thing and it was like, um, are your friends, your friends aren't your true friends if they wouldn't speak your name and remove opportunity. And I'm just seeing like how many people I understand that not everybody is a target audience. Like this is a niche, like that is what makes this so special. But realizing how many people are really just falling in love with the concept is, it's just really cool. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, and I feel like we should either change the subject or change the pace. <laughs> so this is like a moment where either we start talking about the dream or you know we talk about some bullshit because you all seem to like the bullshit they do i don't want to bog them down on the bullshit i know <laughs> i know uh i i'm let's let's go to the dream i want to get my hand in these books okay i want to i'm like i'm ready to yeah. dive in let's start okay. here okay. is season two folks okay so today's episode um the dream is brought to us by ali fox ali fox is lives in see the language lives in greensburg <laughs> um ali and i used to work together um at an asian food restaurant and yeah it, it's really nice that ali sent this this is a recorded dream and oh, i'm really excited oh. we have a few of those this season we um, sure do so it's nice to i on one hand i like those more because it's so interesting to hear it from someone else's perspective. I think that like the way that they put their inflections versus the way we would do it, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just so different. Um, and I think that it also helps us to understand where they are putting their emphasis on what they want us to decipher just based off of like intonation. So really excited that Ali sent this voice recording. Very, very thankful for Allie. I love you. Allie, Allie's birthday just passed. So happy oh, birthday, Allie. Happy birthday, Allie's Allie. a Gemini. Yes. Happy birthday. So. How perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is like your belated birthday gift. Don't ask me for shit. So let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> let's listen to it. Um, we're going to mark some pages in our books so that we our new can books. keep our time. Yeah, our new books. Um, if you want to know more about the books that we use, where can they learn, Ryan? You can learn at our website. Um, we have uh, wildestdreamspodcast.com. Um, we have a couple different tabs on that podcast or on the website for the podcast. Um, to look specifically at our resources, we have a texts and decks feature, which updates automatically as we pop things into there. So all of that information is there now. We also reference throughout the episode too. Um, just in case you ever get your hands on one or would like to. Um, don't forget, you can also, that website is where you submit your dreams. Um, we have a form on that for you to submit. Um, you can also submit your dreams at submit at wildestdreamspodcast.com. That was beautiful. Okay. All right, let's, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. 
Over the past couple of months, I've had multiple dreams that revolve around me missing flights. Um, I'll be either trying to get to the airport or navigating my way through the airport and just desperately trying to make it to my flight on time. Um, Sometimes I'll end up on a flight that isn't the correct flight. Um, One time I ended up in the back of a school bus with a backpack um, full of things you could not take onto a flight and that bus ended up turning into an airplane. Um, But just a lot of dreams about missing my flight or, or being unable to get on like through security or or getting through security but being at the wrong gate and trying to rush to the correct gate. Okay, I just want to say, first of all, the stress of this dream is oh so God. is so real. <laughs> I so Every spring break, I, um, through college, both undergrad and my master's, I would fly to Ohio to spend time with my sisters. Normally that went off without a hitch. Uh, uh, Let's see, six out of the seven years flying went off without a hitch. The seventh year? No. Long story short. (laughs) Well, it wasn't, it wasn't the seventh year, but it was the, the, like the, the one year that it was bad in the years. I can't remember. It was early on. It wasn't, it wasn't as, um, I would say my third or fourth year. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I had to run. I mean, like run. She's a runner. She's a track star. (laughs) (laughs) To make my connecting. Um, and it, I, I felt so bad for the person. I felt so bad for me when I finally got on the plane, but I also felt bad to the, for the person next to me because I, they were like, when I got to the terminal, they were like, our Piper, we're looking for our Piper. Your flight is about to close. I mean, it was like, it was like that to the, I was like, (laughs) I was like out of breath, like I'm here, like wheezing, like sitting next to this person on airplane, just a dripping sweat trying to, um, trying to just con- just ex- I made it I made it but <laughs> the the physical toll it took and just the stress like literally this the um the stress that comes out of this dream I feel so bad for Allie holy cow <laughs> bro I have never first of all I've only been on a plane twice um and that was a few okay. years ago when I first started dating my partner I flew out to see them when they were working in Illinois and that was early that was early on I know <laughs> okay this is not about my relationship <laughs> but yeah that did happen like big early I we had only known each other a few months um but you know when you when you know how they say when you know you know and yeah. you're like okay fuck you when you know you know um <laughs> yeah so I flew out to Illinois first time ever on a plane and um I get to the airport I had to drive a few hours so that the flight would be cheaper. Um, actually, his little brother drove me. Um, had to drive <laughs> to, to this airport. Um, and I got there like super early. Like I just, I read, um, I read Communion by Bell Hooks in the in the airport oh, and ate nuts. And then it, everything was fine. Literally everything was so fine. I like didn't, the plane was so small. It was like the size <laughs> of a bus. So it low-key felt like a private jet. 
Oh, and interesting that in this dream, a bus transforms into an airplane. Right, which that's the first thing I thought. I was like, personal experience. Uh, But when I came back, I got lost in the airport. So like, Uh, Mm -hmm. I was in the airport for like an hour. I was like calling my friends that had come to pick me up. I was like, I can't. And that was awful. Like that was literally, I was already home. I was not late for anything, but I could not Mm -hmm. figure out where I was supposed to be. Like the airport had just like, swept me up in a way that like it didn't the first time so Mm -hmm. I was I was too relaxed I was not um what's the word vigilant enough in like coming home so then I just I was in the airport for almost it felt like almost two hours I don't know if that's true but I was just so sure every turn I took I was like in the wrong place like I couldn't even find like the right I was oh it got like got to the point where my friend was like I'm gonna come get you and I was like I have McDonald's um so it was like westgate i there was that i for that being like my second time in an airport (laughs) like like you know i got there i went to that airport you know i went to the smaller airport we in illinois everything was fine and then i had to go back to the small airport to come to the bigger airport i went it was an international airport also is the problem see that yeah those are yes huge yeah there was there was one airport it was kind of nice. I had an hour to get to my gate, but it was like one of those times where I landed in G, but had to be at B. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, I have an hour layover, so I'll just walk um, rather than drive, you know, use the little terminal over. I, and uh, literally, I'm glad I am glad I walked because it was nice, especially f- after flying, you know, you're sort of cramped mm-hmm. sometimes. Stretchy, stretchy, yeah. But legit, it took me 45 minutes. And by the time I got over there, they were boarding my plane. And I was like, Maybe you I should stumble the, the bag. subway. I know. I was like, maybe I should <laughs> use the subway. The okay, but it's um, not. I didn't. Yeah, we should get to. We should get to Alec. I I yeah. love flying, so I'm very I, excited. I about love this you dream. like it too. I like even though I've only flown twice. Um, I'm. I was a train like and bus person before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, train is great. It's not as great as a plane. So, um, <laughs> so okay. Last thing I want to say about planes before we get into Ali's dream: if you listen to music or if you fly often, um, you should theme your music to takeoffs. I mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. it's so much fucking mm-hmm. fun to do that. Like um, Frank Sinatra's "Come Fly with Me," a great come one to take off to. Um, there's uh, that song is a bop. That he really and he when you're taking off that. too, you're he just like his foot in that. <laughs> um uh fifth dimension up up and away that's a lot that's a super fun one right. to listen to Do you already have a playlist a flight playlist you know i don't have a flight playlist i just go i just like sort of feel it out oh. because there are so many songs i should i should make a playlist so if you make a playlist we can drop in the we show can, notes we can put it out yeah so yeah. that way you all can uh <laughs> next time you fly can right. have some themed music is paper planes on there or is that just like no it's like for me (laughs) all i want to do is no it's for me it's um it's anything that literally has to do with like flying or flight or um um so like i'll listen to giants in the sky um from into the woods because it's not necessarily about flight but where you know you're like it's it's Jack and the Beanstalk sings that song. So you're sort of in the clouds. You're sort of like looking at all the small things below, which he talks about in the song. Um, Come fly with me. Right. Um, let's see. Up, up and away. Um, Defying gravity. Another Broadway one, because that's, you know, you're like, you are you in an airplane a little bit. I do. I have a, I do have a Broadway playlist. I, I can't <laughs> wait to um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Brian and I have been um, making jokey jokes about taking over New York City. Um, <laughs> so I see that we are going to have to see a show on Broadway. Oh, multiple. Okay. Um, let's let's focus on the task at hand. Okay. Let's, let's, let's get to dive it. In. Let's, let's, let's do dive what we in. literally Allie. have this podcast for. <laughs> Well, again, I just thank you, Allie, for submitting this dream. Um, I really do, again, like flying. So I'm um, listening to listening to your dreams are really intriguing because you can't ever seem to get there. Um, so right, we don't know what the destination is at all. And we don't mm-hmm. know like why Allie is traveling, which I think is really interesting. It's just I also the fact think that there is like got to get out. Right. Um, this is so we've marked multiple. This this is about to go up, y'all. So we've marked multiple books. Um, but I feel like my gut feeling from this is that, and this is not just because I follow Allie on Instagram, but I feel like because this is a dream that spanned over months, over the last few months, the world has changed rapidly. More people are going outside. People's lives are changing in a way that almost aligns them to what their lives were like before the pandemic. But it's more intense because more people are realizing that life is too short to sit in the house, mm-hmm. which means that everybody is everywhere at all times. Like literally the only place that's like, has the same energy that it's had for the last few months is the grocery store because nobody is afraid of running out of food anymore. But just like think about like the gas shortage and like how people reacted to this thing that was not a thing, but they made a thing out of fear. That low-key is how I'm feeling about Allie's dream. I'm feeling like like there's probably a moment in which Allie's brain switches from a comfort, like a, a relaxed state to a very active, almost overactive state, which is causing this like, first of all, this is not a psychology like thing. I'm just saying like in general, like I think there's a moment literally like me, like the story I just told about me coming back into the international airport. I was too relaxed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take into account what I was about to experience. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's low key what might be going on in Allie's brain to make this dream happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. And that, and I think that there, I don't know, you said not psychological, but, but I mean, like, we are not psychologists. However, dreaming is full of psychology. So, right. um, I mean, so it, uh, no, I mean, it just makes sense that that sort of bleeds into it rather than um, it not being psychological. But um, because I think you're right, um, especially especially in that transformation from bus to airplane. Um, right. I, I can't. I that can't magic tell. school bus ass transformation. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Was it just like, did it just grow wings or is it like, I, I sort of. It's like a transformer. You know, well, it's, it's probably how dreams are in that. I wonder if she was sitting on the bus and then the next thing she knew she was just sitting on an airplane because that's how sort of dreams work. You know, mm-hmm. it's like once it's, it's one thing and then it's not. So where do you want to, where do you want to dive in with this? I think I would I think- like to start with old trusty, the dreamers dictionary from A to Z by Lady Stern Robinson and Tom Corbett. This is the one that we used all throughout season one um i have three books that i have marked up so i want to start with this one and i want to start with airplane because it seems like actually i didn't look up flight 
Um, I didn't even think of that as a possibility. So give me a half a second. And if I can find flight, then we'll start with flight. But if I can't find flight, we'll start with my airplane. That's a great, um, yeah, that's a great idea. I didn't look at um, my other dreamers journal, but I think they have airport in here. As a they don't place. have flight. So I'm ready to start with airplane. Yeah, airplane's fine with me. Okay, bottom of page 27. If you piloted the airplane successfully, you may consider it an omen for unusual achievement in your business or in some extracurricular enterprise. No. Airplanes dropping bombs? No. No. <laughs> if you if the weather was bad? No. If you fell out? No. If you were traveling by plane, we'll probably hear news from a distance or concerning someone who lives far away. See also clouds. Okay, well, I remember why we bought new books. So let's move on to, um, I'm gonna go to a dream of, sim I'm sorry, a dictionary of dream symbols with an introduction to dream psychology by Eric Ackroyd because he had airport in here. So I wanna read airport. Um, that definition of airplane really disappointed me. So in it's the- like, It is like you said, I'm, I'm glad we have, um, I'm, I'm so glad we have more resources now. I have four, four different resources in front of me that I'm able to pull from, whereas last season we really just pulled from the one and sometimes two. So um, right. yeah, I'm so glad to get into this. <laughs> Right. Hooray for growth. Um, okay, so Dictionary of Dream Symbols, Eric Ackroyd, page 71. Airport. As a place of departure for foreign lands, an airport may symbolize a desire or a need for a new departure in your personal or working life, a new venture, or indeed adventure. Or also, a foreign country could represent it now. That doesn't matter. Oh, they have, um, it says, see, also alien or travel. I didn't see alien or travel. Alien is not oh. relevant, but no. I didn't see travel. So if you want to read some definitions while I go look at travel. Yeah. So um, I do want to start. So I'm mean, so I'm going to pull from two different resources as well right now. Um, how, they are both by um, Teresa Chung. Um, so the first I pulled out, um, what are they called? The dream decoder cards. Um, so they had, she had one on transport and I'm not going to read it all, but it says any mode of travel is likely to convey a message about the way you're making progress in your life. The most significant question is whether or not you're driving or navigating or just a passenger. The latter scenario, being a passenger, suggests you're being passive and might benefit from taking more control. You need to drive your own life forward. Um, and then I'm going to read, it says, aircraft in dreams suggest new experiences and excitement. That's interesting. So From what I yeah. know about, um, like, Ali's current life is really interesting. Um, I know that she is in the process of like making some decisions that vary from that would make her life very different from what her life is right this second. Mm. So that's interesting. So is that it's a, a good wonder, way to say it without putting her business out there. I think so. Cause I, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think so. Allie, I hope you think so. Um, <laughs> but the, that makes sense to me because um, I guess the question is then to ask yourself, and I, I hope this isn't a read, this is just a question. Are you being passive in these decisions or are you actively right. making those decisions? Right. Or how 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 involved are you in making your own decisions at this right. point? How do you okay. feel with that? Okay, so I looked up travel. 
but travel also says see also journey so i um have both okay <laughs> um mark so travel travel may be a symbol of liberation ridding yourself of past restrictions throwing off negative attitudes okay Here or also moving into a new country no that's not necessary okay so <laughs> so let's move to journey which is an entire page long so let's just let's just do it <laughs> one a journey may express a need or desire to ex- escape from your present situation escape from your present situation external constraints or inner conflict but dream journeys are usually usually have a destination which is really uh, interesting because we have no idea where the fuck alley is going two is it a journey to a sacred place no three is the destination not reached can you not find the place although you've been before? The dream may be telling you that although you may have caught feel, caught fleeting glimpses of your true self, you have not let it become what it ought to be. Mm. I feel like that's something only Allie would know, if, like where she stands on that. Four, a voyage of discovery to the unknown. No? Well, I, I don't, we don't know because it could, we don't know that the end. So it True. could, you know. Okay. A voyage of discovery to the unknown, previously unvisited lands, probably means your unconscious is inviting you to make an acquaintance. The sea is a common symbol of the unconscious. There was no mention of any water in the stream, mm, so. No, no. Five, journeying with a companion. It sounds like Allie was by herself the entire time. Yeah, trying to navigate through. Right, and then six is the last one. The journey in the dreams may tell you what is actually happening in your life at present or less often how you ought to live for example if the journey is a spiral climb and near the summit you get confused by the signpost so that you never reach your destination this is probably excuse me a reflection of a recurring pattern in your life in such case you might find it helpful to relive the dream okay (laughs) only this time look out for different options that you might take at this time at i'm sorry at this or that juncture in the dream story this could help you build up a more positive and effective pattern of behavior in your life. That's really interesting because we don't know why she's late. She could mm-hmm. be late because she has poor time management. She could be late because there was traffic. She could be late because an what's the word? External force or an internal force. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what that is. I think that Ali has an opportunity to figure out what that is based off of the sixth option of the mm-hmm. definition of journey to figure out if like this is a moment for introspection or if she's just stressed out and it seems like it seems like Allie's doing some of the work because right. she is looking for other ways so she she does say right she gets on a school bus instead it then just transforms into an airplane so for me that right. she is she's looking for other routes she just still it either she still wants it to be an airplane or it still somehow ends up being an airplane um right. so um teresa chung too I, again so um bear with us guys these we what we are so excited about with these um new resources is that they are a bit longer um but that gives us more ways into the dreams so we won't um so I, it's just gonna be it's gonna be different it's gonna be different so um <laughs> teresa chung has uh aircraft airplane airports all under one sort of section in dreams aircraft represents a desire for new experiences and excitement 
according to Freudians, aircraft are phallic symbols. Of, of course they are um, associated with new sexual experiences. I don't know if that okay. is relevant here because <laughs> air symbolizes spiritual aspiration. If your dream featured an aircraft or a plane ride, could your unconscious have been encouraging you to explore your spirituality or rise above the limitations of daily life? Do you feel, okay. I like okay. that this has, I like okay. that this poses questions too, because it, right. it like, it's going to be helpful to think about as you, as you do get back into your own dream. Um, do you feel you're on a fast track to success or do you just really need a vacation? Ooh. Uh, uh, Okay, so the next part is about airports specifically. And we know in the dream that Ali tried to navigate through the airport. Mm -hmm. um, so with that being said, in dreams as in life, airports can be busy, noisy, and crowded places. And they can suggest a phase in your life you are trying to leave behind or a transitional phase. Uh, this, uh, yeah, this all just fits. If you really are looking in vain... Yeah. If you were looking in vain for a familiar face at an airport in your dream, we don't know if that's happening. Um, if you dreamed of being in the middle of a flight, your unconscious may have been commenting on your current progress in life. Are you flying high or being buffeted by turbulence? Or is everything up in the air or beset by uncertainty? Dreams of being hijacked? No. And we didn't dream of a plane crash. So, okay. So, yeah. So, it really we're at a transition and that just makes sense because we are at, um, we are at a place of transition mm. uh, quite literally, right. An airport in the air. Um, there's a transition from, I'm still stuck on the school bus to the bus um, in the middle of the dream. Um, so we really are the question of it being an airport and um, the transition helps me focus in on, the specifics of how much control Allie has, just like the right. um, controlled collision. Right. Are you sitting back and just letting something drive you and na like navigate for you? Or are you taking an active part of the direction of where you're going? Right, yeah. When it came to the dream that we received for the episode controlled collision, there was like a clear moment in which that person was the only- like I guess like sentient being mm -hmm. and like in this situation it seems like everybody else has decided how things are going to go and Allie has to conform so like like I mean like when you buy a plane ticket you don't tell them oh I would like us to take off at noon exactly oh, like right. you you buy your <laughs> ticket they you know the time is already set whereas like Nat in that dream the um the car needed to be corrected mm -hmm. um and like you know they were able to do so to an extent but it doesn't seem like Allie is able to make certain corrections so I think that's really interesting because I have two I love that point yeah definitions that might support what I said or they might debunk it so I have anxiety which is like Ooh. almost two pages long um and I'm sorry I'm still in the dictionary of dream symbols by Eric Ackroyd I haven't touched the um dream dictionary from A to Z by Teresa Chung yet or I read it to y'all and I also marked chase, chased, and chasing because I looked run and it said chase. Um, I couldn't find rush. I couldn't find late. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, what do you think? What's the order? What do you think I should do? Anxiety first or chase first? 
Yeah, let's do let's do anxiety into chase because I think that right the whole dream is again for me at least anxiety ridden. Um, but then that often like being chased is often a cause of anxiety. Okay, the way oh, that so this... wait, so maybe we should we do it backwards. Yeah, let's do chasers. I was gonna say the way that this um is set up, anxiety um is is very long it's not cute in sections like journey was it's just like blocks of text so it might be a little difficult to read and there might be points in which as i'm reading it you know if you're like that's not relevant just say it because i see something in here about like rejection of feelings and i'm like well that's not relevant that's not it's like yeah, in yeah. this wall of text so let's start with chase um number one if you are being chased no. Mm -mm. Number two, if you are doing the chasing, the you in your dream is probably your conscious ego. And the thing that you are chasing is almost certainly some part of yourself that frightens you. That's interesting. That is interesting. Taking off, going mm -hmm. to new lands, doing something different. Ooh, buddy. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, chasing it away means disowning it or banishing it from your conscious it might be much better to try and integrate it into your conscious life. At the very least, get to know it and understand it. And that is the end of that. But it also, I feel like that is really interesting because she's chasing something that's predetermined. Like the flight is already booked. She knows she's late for the flight. She knows where it is, or she kind of knows where it is. She's trying to get to it. Do you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But that right. thing is entirely predetermined um so do you have i realized um before you read anxiety i do have a being late card from the Ooh, cute okay um so uh this i think just helps with being the anxiety too so turning up late for an appointment or or event can have a range of possible meanings usually on the theme of something problematic in your approach to some aspect of your life Allie, we're not done with this, but it seems like you have got to wake up. You've got to take some control. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> um, Bro, she has hard, to, she hard has to, to do in your circumstances, something. potentially, but you've got to do something. Um, you gotta perhaps, you're, perhaps you're showing a lack of confidence or self-esteem or not dealing effectively with practical matters. What? The most common manifestation is missing a flight or a train. What? A classic symbol of feeling overwhelmed or not up to the challenge of a task. An alternative meaning is a loss of control. In particular, perhaps an inability to cope with the deadlines or time pressure. Deadlines, I didn't even think about that because again, you, you keep pointing out that this is like, if the flight takes off at 1230, mm -hmm. you've got to be there at 1230. You have to be there before twelve thirty. Well, way before twelve thirty, but but like <laughs> you you you're right. It's too late if it's twelve thirty. Right. Um, turning up late in general may be an alert suggesting you need to be more organized and disciplined. But sometimes it's a nudge to make you face your fears and deal with a situation you've been avoiding. If you lost, if you've suffered a loss of some kind, being late may be straightforwardly a reflection of sorrow or regret. That's interesting. I think that's perfect to lead into anxiety because it yeah. also says anxiety or see also fear. So um, anxiety, wall of text, just reminding you. So, you know, we're going to do what we can do. When anxiety features in a dream, it may just be that straightforward anxiety. On the other hand, it may be a disguise for some repressed aggression or resentment. Mm -hmm. Let us say that you dream of death of a loved one, you know? Maybe nope. that your anxiety felt the dream and or waking from the dream is what Freud would call 
a defense mechanism. That is a ruse that we adopt for protecting ourselves against unbearable, unacceptable feelings. We don't know how much of the dream Allie dreams. We just know that it's a semi-recurring dream. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting point. For the first time that we experience a strong negative feeling against someone near us, we tend to put it out of mind. In reality, however, what happens to such banished feelings is that they do not disappear. Rather, they remain with us in an unconscious part of our psyche. Rejection of feelings. Um, remember that suppression is a conscious act. Repression is an unconscious act. That's key. What causes us to suppress or repress feelings of hatred or jealousy or resentment or desire to kill or hurt (laughs) or to perform some other socially prescribed act is anxiety. Anxiety about the consequences. Therefore, whenever anxiety reappears in our dreams, we need to look for possible repressed feelings or desires that brought the anxiety about in the first place. And then there's like two more paragraphs. Should I keep going? Well, I just, I think that that is interesting right there for the moment because again, like it's just every recurring dream that anybody ever is going to have, it's like, you've got to go back and do that work and figure out when you had that dream, what was going on at that time and Mm -hmm. what those common threads are because like this dream is not one that I would want to be recurring. So <laughs> it would be like the stress of this dream. So like, what is, what is tripping that stress every, what, you know, what is triggering that level every time? Um, and why is this dream still happening? I would want to go back and fix that. So it's just, um, it's interesting that like, you've got to find that anxiety and where those triggers are. Right. Um, I think I'm going to read the second paragraph because, or the second, the third paragraph in this definition, because I saw something that looks interesting. So yeah, a dream is a disguised fulfillment of a suppressed or repressed, repressed wish, said Freud in his epic making book, The Interpretation of Dreams. And this, first of all, we've done a lot of intentional work to not read Freud. Um, so this is like the first time that he's really getting brought up in the podcast. So if you, if this is your first time listening to us because you thought that we'd be like Freudians, we are not. <laughs> um, he went on and applied even, no, especially to so-called anxiety dreams. Freud is wrong, of course, in over, oh, <laughs> in overgeneralizing. <laughs> okay, let me start over. Freud is wrong, of course, in overgeneralizing many anxiety dreams that they are quite straightforward, undisguised expressions of fears for someone or about some situation. However, do not assume that Freud is wrong in regard to any particular dream before you have honestly examined both your dream and yourself from the view to from a view to finding, which may mean recollecting a negative desire that might be lurking behind the dream's cloak of anxiety. So TLDR, why? Like, why Why would you have a dream about missing a flight? Also, I think that this kind of dream is interesting because I, as someone who's only flown twice, have never had a dream about, who has never missed a flight, have never had a dream about missing a flight, have never had a dream about being late for a flight, but I do often have dreams of, of like, being late to like high school mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I had I think so much experience like, with that you know it like late 
feels like an easy way into and like getting anxious like because that is like i think the most common or or one of like a very common anxiety driven feeling is being late so i wonder if it just manifests um through the dreams through in lateness does that make sense yeah um i feel late i feel like i want to talk about this bag that Allie brings up this backpack yes, full of items of con- that would not full- go through. Yeah, of straight contraband. <laughs> that, okay, so that's what I looked up was contraband. contraband? I could, really? Yeah, I c- <laughs> could not find it anywhere, but I found it in actually the Dreamer's Dictionary from A to Z by Lady Stern Robinson. But do you know, okay, so do you know what I did though? I was like, I was trying to think of cinnamon. <laughs> I was trying to think of synonyms. Um, and I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything. And then I was like, oh, contraband. I wonder, I bet, I bet Lady Stern Robinson's going to have that definition. And then she if did, any it bitch did would. not disappoint. It, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So contraband is on page 99. Uh-huh. Um, any, any type of illegal dealings in your dream are a warning to reconsider some dangerous past that you are contemplating. This is a time to think it over well and then forget it. That's really interesting after that long anxiety definition. And just the just the idea that we've been talking about this whole time. Um, it, it doesn't seem like Allie's in a great place to navigate because it right. is an airport. Right. However, however. Which is interesting because planes, need, you know what I'm saying? Like the, the concept of navigation. Airplanes do what airports cannot. Airports are confusing. Okay. Mm-hmm. To navigate an airport with little experience is a shit show. Mm-hmm. But to get on a plane, you don't have to do anything unless you know you work for the airline. But that is not what this dream is. Right, so exactly. It's an interesting like dichotomy of navigation. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that... Read it again, read it again. <laughs> so... Any type of illegal dealings in your dream are a warning to reconsider some dangerous path that you are contemplating. This is a time to think it over well and then forget it. So we don't, we don't know if Allie supp- has supplied herself with this bag of contraband or if she right. has found this bag. If somebody We also don't know if bag. it's like she's got like edibles or if she has like a full size shampoo. Like we don't know what makes the bag like you know what i'm saying right because we all all she says in the dream is what is illegal it's a bag full of illegal things right like right like illegal could literally be like you know it's illegal to buy cigarettes and like transport them over state borders because of taxes you like technically are not supposed to do that so like some people will go to like yeah some people will go i think like south carolina and north carolina might have like low taxes on cigarettes people will go and like buy cartons and then like drive someplace else but like if you get caught that's like technically contraband i think you get fined (laughs) so it really is we're dealing with sort of like some nitty-gritty when we think of contraband like she could have a bag of guns or she could have a you know (laughs) or just cigarettes in her back you know right (laughs) okay so i looked up baggage and luggage baggage and luggage and all of them yeah i have luggage let's just Let's just go through the gambit. Let's start with the Dreamer's Dictionary from A to Z, Ladies and Robinson and Tom Corbett on page 47, left-hand column, luggage, 
seen in a dream, forecasts a long trip or voyage, probably abroad. If you lost it, it would, or if you were unable to locate it, um, an unexpected inheritance is indicated for you or someone close to you. Baggage being roughly handled. No, having your baggage carried for you suggests happy changes ahead. Interesting. Let's move to a dictionary of dream symbols by Eric Ackroyd. He did not have baggage, but he did have luggage. Luggage one, luggage may symbolize what you need to get rid of. Old habits, antidotes, oh wait, sorry, attitudes, haha, old conditioning. Old conditioning, which is interesting because the anxiety definition and the contraband definition both say- I was going to say, and it's a bag of contraband. Literally. Okay. Luggage number two, it may symbolize a desire to or a need to get out of some present situation or fear of having to do so. Perhaps your unconscious is hitting at a time you packed your bags. It also says see bag. So I kind of want to see bag because I didn't see bag earlier. I looked for baggage (laughs) um, and I was like not satisfied. So let's see bag. Bag, baby, bag. Being a receptacle and therefore womb-like or vagina-like, a bag may be a sexual symbol. What may determine for you the meaning of the bag in your dream is your feeling about what is in the bag or what the bag is for. Read contraband again. Go ahead. Tell the people. (laughs) So one more time, any type of illegal dealings in your dream are a warning to reconsider some dangerous path that you're contemplating. This is the time to think it over well and then forget it. So now we move to the dream dictionary from A to Z by Teresa Chung. Luggage on page 339. Luggage and suitcases can suggest a desire to travel or broaden your horizons, but they can also represent emotional baggage that you carry around in your head. That is why it is important to consider the bags that you carry in your dreams and how heavy they are. We don't know how heavy they are. We don't know what it felt like, but we know we know that Ali's conscious was present in understanding that what was in that bag is cannot be brought on a flight. Right, but still was on the magic right. school bus flight. So what else? Um, luggage and dreams tend to symbolize material or psychological concerns. So if you have no luggage in your dream, your unconscious may be urging you to have emotional baggage, to leave your emotional baggage behind so that you can forward, move forward feeling lighter and less encumbered. That's interesting because this dream has so many iterations that we don't know about. So there ha- I'm sure there has to be a bag, no bag, bag, no bag, bag, no bag kind yeah. of situation. And I wonder, I, I wonder how many times, oh God, that would be so interesting to figure out like what the, diff- when she has the bag, when the bag isn't there, how heavy that bag is. Right. Um, can you hear my neighbors? No. Okay, good. Um, if you dream of losing your luggage, is it good or bad for you? Does it offer you an opportunity to start afresh if your dream luggage is very elegant and all items match does it suggest a need to make a good impression on others or an overdeveloped concern of outward appearances packed bags or luggage and dreams are also associated with endings and sometimes death um well i wonder go ahead 
I wonder in like a tarot way, you know how like a death card doesn't actually mean death. Oh, like yeah. it just means like closure endings. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, while being unable or unwilling to let go of your bags can suggest a desire of to ward off aging, luggage on a platform suggests a willingness to begin a new stage or phase in your life. <laughs> I feel like I really feel like I really feel like this dream on. yeah it's a lot to chew on it's a lot to do and we didn't honestly we didn't even get to um that bus turning into a plane oh either. my god no like um we're running out of time <laughs> um, I know <laughs> I literally have some words in here that we didn't use at all like I I have gate um I, think I, I, have security, I looked up gate too yeah um bus yeah, so I feel like for time's sake, um, we unfortunately have to move on. But I would suggest, Allie, that you take time to look at definitions for buses. Or I think it was, was it school bus? Um, it, yeah, yeah. And like gate and like see what those definitions. You could just Google um, what happens when I dream of a school bus and see what happens. Um, I would I would suggest looking up transformation as well because oh yeah I'm, I'm I'm really just caught up on that and the fact that um it it does transform I do think if we were to keep like to keep looking at these words or looking at the other words that we've marked mm -hmm. we would get we would sort of come to the same conclusion which is that Ali you've really got to evaluate uh, and we don't know we don't know sort of what aspect what part of your life um right because that's that's going to come from you that's going to come from when you're having these dreams that's going to come from um some specific questions that you've got to ask yourself but right one, one of those being how active are we in navigating our lives are we on autopilot as planes tend to do sometimes or are we Okay. Or no, are we really? navigating? <laughs> or are you know? Or are we going? I that was right off the top of my head. I was I was like, I'm really so, proud of you. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I'm de I'm excited for card clarification because I feel like that that those are sort of the ideas that we're going to come still going to come to is how active are we in our own lives or are we on right. autopilot? Right. I I think that also, Ali. Um, Knowing a little of what I know about like your upcoming plans, I think that you might need a hobby. <laughs> I think that like there has to be something that like you're pouring yourself into just as much as you're pouring into. Also, Allie is an extrovert um, and like her love languages are very much like being surrounded by like the people that she cares about. And that uh -huh. that can sometimes have a very strange effect on what we do with our alone time. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that maybe Ali well, needs to just like reconsider. I'm, I'm sure that like the cards will say like something uh, along the lines of like either debunking this or like affirming it. But I think that personally knowing you a little bit, I think that you should just like pick up something that you've always wanted to do, but have felt for whatever reason that you couldn't. That's the best thing about this, this goddamn portal is that you're doing the things that you've always wanted to do that you thought that you couldn't and finding that it was in you all along. You actually can. Yeah. And it, it, it makes so much sense that you say that Allie is an extrovert too, because now I wonder, or now sort of my questions become even more um, clear where it's like, 
how much you letting your outside friends influence your decisions you know what i mean if you if she is an extrovert uh i i mean like and like i I can't really i'm introvert extrovert i'm both you know i have i have a podcast you know you're my introvert but (laughs) you have a podcast where you talk to one of your good friends right okay. <laughs> so that's why it's like so it doesn't feel extroverted you know what i mean so my myers-brick i'm an infj um the top one percent is of my experience right, personalities um no i'm sure you find a lot um but it just i i'm so technically i'm introverted but i do love mm-hmm. i love parties i love being around people um but you've got to make sure that those people aren't influence maybe those people are influencing more than what we think or need Mm -hmm. or Um, draining you or that too yeah um yeah I just I feel compelled to say I'm an INTP um in that we should just go ahead and move forward to card clarifications because obviously we could talk and we could talk and we can talk and we shouldn't because we're trying to hit certain time markers so let's go ahead let's get to shuffling and we will be right back let's do it do you want your dream to be featured on our podcast? Do you have a recurring dream that drives you wild? A sex dream that leaves you feeling dirty? A nightmare that makes you feel guilty? Head over to www.wildestdreamspodcast.com and click the submit tab. Once you're there, fill out our form and submit your dream as text. Prefer to send audio? You can always drop us a line at our email, submit at wildestdreamspodcast.com. Each week, we'll feature one dream that we'll try our damnedest to decipher. It's listeners like you that keep our dream alive. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, had a card jump right out at me. Um, Before we get started, though, I'm reading with the Modern Witches Tarot. And um, Ryan, what deck will you be reading with? I'm going to be reading from our new deck that we bought for each other, uh, the Antique Anatomy Tarot by Claire Goodchild. If you want to hear more about that deck, um, please check out our incredibly long trailer for season two. Um, (laughs) We talk about that deck, why we chose it, how we unintentionally chose it twice. Um, And we have a fun little moment that I think you'll enjoy. So Ryan, do you want to do tag in um, or do you want to just do like half and half? Mm, Either way, let's feel it out. Let's feel it out okay so i got the seven of cups which is big hands and too many pots energy in my opinion i think that when the seven of cups shows up it's like a moment where it's like you are getting for this is an extroversion card i think um you're getting a lot of like what you are perceiving to be energy from other people but that sometimes isn't always the case so yeah nine of wands um they're like it seems like there's a lot of focus on yeah on social um aspects and like your relationships but not a lot of focus on what you're doing for yourself to secure your bag seven of pentacles in reverse and you're having a hard time balancing your time with yourself and your time with them this is literally everything that we just said right before that break two of wands in reverse eight of wands upright there's a moment in which people will understand excuse me well people will understand that switch that you're gonna have to make it's probably going to seem abrupt because of how much it looks like you're pouring into other people and that shift doesn't have to happen overnight which I think is like part of the eight of wands like there's like a longevity 
that can be achieved by like literally taking a night for yourself just consistently like you know what on Tuesdays don't talk to me um unless like you really want to be talked to or like Tuesday nights even like start with just like having a night where you just like you know you uh you 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 put on a movie you make a snack um and you sit by yourself and you just enjoy you just do something for yourself with yourself by yourself and I think that you'll start to like see a big change okay Ryan go I love that because it is like um there's a lot of energy that we don't spend putting in ourselves um, that I, so I think we do need to do that, especially for extroverted people. Um, so I have two suits from the coins show up. I have both the um, night and then the, let's see, two, four, six, eight, ten of coins. Um, so the night first brings us as a person, the Knight of Coins is efficient and hardworking and believes in the gradual progress of production. He is mm-hmm. kind-hearted and dependable and helps out where we are needed, right? He can be too cautious and at times may need a nudge. Mm-hmm. Um, as a situation, the Knight of Coins reminds us to, that slow and steady wins the race. We have the same message that Yovana has, right? Like we need to, we if especially if Ali is extroverted, we got to remember slow and steady wins the race. Sometimes it feels as though things aren't progressing at all and you're actually missing the race, but that's not really the case. Um, be careful and methodical, uh, methodical in your actions. A lot of, a lot of careful navigating again, when we can and how we can. Um, the yeah, it seems points, like necessary to like set boundaries and hold them. Yes. Again, in, in, even though it seems these situations aren't now aren't super how do i what how do i phrase that word navigatable um even if you don't have a lot of control they're, over the they're like ethereal kinds of concepts it's more it seems like these these situations are more conceptual than they are actual factual mm-hmm. um and it's like how do you especially when your concept of like joy comes from something that is like, can be very tangible, spending time with other people. And then it's like, how do I break my focus from just spending time with people, just doing this, just doing that and doing something else when it seems like it's working so well for you. Um, But these recurring dreams are like obvious points that like, it's not working the way that you need it to in order for you to really accept the responsibility that you have to maintain your well-being so the and the like the benefit of remembering the um remembering the knight of coins um remembering that slow and steady runs the race brings you abundance right brings you right, the ten right. of coins fulfillment and gratitude, wands, yeah. everything you need yeah. right a little Nine bit of extra money to, yeah security um and then i have the blade uh ten of blades in reverse that i pulled to um it's a card of sadness and loss it represents the ultimate end of a cycle or situation so it does feel like maybe after these decisions after you pull away after you find something that's going to work for you we are going to be in a place of transformation of sort of an ending and then new beginning um no, you said but ten also of, ten of blades in reverse. Ten of blades, yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, I got, I have the only tarot book that you'll ever need. Ryan also has his book. Um, the book that came with the antique anatomy tarot doesn't do reversals. Um, so the only tarot book you'll ever need has like a paragraph for like every card. So I'm interested in like, there's like what a the few reversed. things in this book that um I think will 
help to not enhance what you're saying, but like support what you're saying. Mm -hmm. um, so page 215, although the, this is like the just main description, although the 10 of swords is another difficult card, it appear, its appearance marks the beginning and the end of a period of trials and tribulations. It also signifies the start of a new cycle, but first you have to clear away the debris of the old cycle. And often this process is painful. Stress and exhaustion may accompany the appearance of this card. And then do you want to read it? Um, yeah. So in, again, reversed, when the 10 of swords appears reversed, it indicates that you are holding back, reluctant to take the necessary steps to move in a new cycle. You are delaying actions or deceiving yourself about a situation. You may be making excuses for yourself or someone else to maintain the status quo, but you're only prolonging your agony. Make a choice, even if Make it's the wrong choice. one. Make a choice. Make Navigate. A choice. Don't be on autopilot anymore. Oh, I for I love like using books to like affirm what we have already gained from the cards mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it it just feels good number one well and, two, and the definitions themselves like we we pull out right. like that's why we have steps we we pull out what we think the cards give us the clarification right everything you know and then it's smooth sailing from there for the most part um I think maybe we should switch gears and like try and figure out how to help Allie to navigate or like to yes. learn what it means to navigate. So like yes. we've, we now understand the import, importance, excuse me, of navigation, of, navigating. of being present, of, I guess, ending a passive aggressive almost cycle of going with the flow. So mm. yeah, um, let's change your life. Um, I accidentally just picked up three cards. It is not going to feel good for you because you are so set in your ways. Nine of cups in reverse, five of pentacles in reverse, nine of pentacles in reverse. You are feeling like it is your job to do certain things in your community, in your friend group, in your home, with your roommates, with your family. You are used to being the go-to person. And as the go-to person, you are continuously finding that you are like trudging through everybody else's issues which is really interesting because the, the ten of swords just said that thing about trials and tribulations coming to an end like there has to be a moment in which you like step out of the bog of other people's problems and when you do that you're going to feel like you're losing and i think that you are somebody who probably is just too hard on yourself like there you have to oh baby nine of swords in reverse you have to stop whatever that thought process is whoever told you that the only way for you to be loved was for you to be entirely and wholly present to fix other people's problems was manipulating you mm -hmm. and you need to understand that that manipulation is now internalized into you in a way that has made you incapable of feeling like you can show up as yourself even though you don't even realize that's what's happening and because you don't realize that that's what's happening some of your friendships are not where they could be. Ten of cups in reverse. And as soon as you start to like pull around and like move things, the people that are going to like fall away, almost like, like a snake shedding its skin. Bless you. That, um, that past will be so far behind you so quickly and you're just having a hard time understanding how quickly your inability to realize that like, Ooh, seven of wands upright, your inability to realize that like you are the bearer of your chalice of your torch 
is going to come to an end in relatively soon. You're going to step into your power, the moon in reverse. You're going to step into the power that you thought that you did not have. And then you are going to start to make some very clear decisions about what needs to happen in order for you to feel good mind, body, and spirit through your wants in reverse. Ryan, go. Can you well, hear my neighbors now? I think they're fighting. Um, I hear a little bit of thumping, but no. Okay, not, I'm going to uh, mute myself because I think I think they might be throwing things at each other. So I'm going to mute myself while Ryan reads. Not great. Okay. I, it's Very. not my business. Yeah, true. Love love that. Um, so it's, um, again, all of these things that Yovana is saying, um, I think I, I pulled a couple too, and it's it's all of those same things, um, all of those sort of same messages. Blades, um, again, night of blades. Um, so a seize the day. Like this is the time to sort of seize the day. Um, it's a the card can read a bit aggressive, but seizing the day, doing something like that, that's going to help you keep a clear mind. That's going to help you in when dealing with others um, and trying to figure out what to do next. Um, and I, the page of coins pulled up. Um, so it, this, she's encouraging you to buckle down, study, find a hobby, like Ivana said, do something that like is going to be advantageous to you. Um, and then in doing so, um, the high priestess herself came out reversed. Um, so I want to read that again. I'm going to switch over to the only tarot book you'll ever need so we can have um, the reversal. The high priestess in reverse, while you're looking for that, is a really important moment because when she shows up upright, that means that we are being true to ourselves. And when she shows up into in reverse, it means that we are having a hard time honoring ourselves for whatever reason. So I, I'm really excited to hear how the book lays that out. Something within you is seeking recognition. You Ooh. may have been neglecting your true purpose, although at a deep level, you are aware that motivation is stirring to make a change. I think we all can agree on that. You may be keeping this situation private for now, not wanting others to know about it. Here we are putting it on blast because you submitted a dream to us. <laughs> Those around you may notice that you might seem vague or not quite yourself. That's okay. Ignore <sighs> them. You are in the process of manifesting spiritual fulfillment and well-being. Allie, okay. you're on your way. Okay. <laughs> the cards yeah. say it. The cards say you're on your way. Oh, God. That is the most affirming reading I think that we have done um, I think normally it's like, you have problems. Um, but like <laughs> this time it's like your problem and your solution are not as painful as you are making them. I think that, I think that maybe Ali, you might, it seems like, especially because of the nine of swords in reverse, the five of pentacles in reverse and the seven of pentacles in reverse and the nine of pentacles in reverse and the three of cups in reverse and the 10 of cups in reverse and the moon in reverse. I think that you have a fear of abandonment. And I think that um, two of wands in reverse, that that fear of abandonment, everybody's fear of abandonment is very valid. It always comes from a very particular situation. Sometimes situations, sometimes a person who continues to perpetuate that um, insecurity into our psyche. And I that's not like, bad because like everybody at some point has like a um what the hell moment and I think that you need to understand that like you're the only person that's going to be with you forever Ooh. and I think that 
having a relationship with yourself, like going on dates with yourself, like taking yourself out for like drinks or like going to the park. Um, when I feel really weird, this I've never admitted this to anybody and now I'm admitting it to all of our fucking followers. Here we go. <laughs> when I feel really weird, I go down to the creek and I just sing. I just sit with like my legs in the water and I just sing. And that is one of the most satisfying things that I do for myself that up until now, nobody knew about. And that, <laughs> that first of all, moving water is transformative. Second of all, having that moment in which it's just me, literally just me and myself, like singing whatever, whatever comes to mind. It could literally be a Negro spiritual. It could literally be um, a Katy Perry song from her hit debut album one of the boys it could literally be (laughs) anything but just like taking that moment and just being like boop 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 boo in the water it I feel so different every time I it's like it's like taking a clonopin so (laughs) how transformative so I just think that like you need to do something that like you low-key would be embarrassed to do like whether that's watching every single movie that Macaulay Culkin has been in other than Home Alone or that's you know picking your nose in the desert like you have to do something that is entirely yours I love that let's all strive for that this week um as we go mm-hmm. through what are you what are you find something for yourself that's entirely yours or if you have that thing really relish really like lay with it this week um mm-hmm. really like really get into yourself yourself this week um and the time that you spend with yourself um, masturbate it's a it's a masturbate it's important <laughs> um do something good for yourself um Allie. I hope this was helpful. Uh, thank you so been. much. So thank you so, so much for submitting your dream. Um, for kicking off season two. For kicking off season two. Um, don't forget everybody. So fun. I, I'm so glad we're back. I'm so yeah. glad. It's I'm glad. It's good to be with y'all, our little dreamers. Um, please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe. Um, yes. Leave comments, uh, you know, under under the ratings. Um, talk to us, chat with us. Let us know how you like the dreams or um, what your favorite part is. Let us know. Um, and um, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you guys and stay tuned for more wild things to come. Right. Thank you so much, everybody. Remember to share. Please, please share. Um, if... The more y'all review, the more y'all rate, the better our chances of people who don't realize that they need this kind of community are, we can reach them Mm -hmm. through your enthusiasm. So just keep that in mind. Um, Now we got a skedaddle. I don't have anything sweet to say. I think I'm hangry now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go eat. And um, until next week, sweet dreams, everybody. Thank you.